Well, it's the, uh, the first Sunday in September, and uh, at the end of September, the last Sunday in September, we're doing this thing called uh, the Big Welcome, and uh, you'll be hearing more about that as, uh, as the weeks go on. But what I thought we'd do in the three Sundays leading up to the Big Welcome is uh, to look at some stories in the Gospels. Of, of how people came to Jesus in the hope that it will uh, encourage and inspire us uh, to want to invite people to come to the big welcome so that they too can have that encounter of meeting Jesus. In nearly every conversion story that I hear, there's always somebody else involved. Um, for me, it was my wife Susan. Uh, we were going out together and uh, she had become a Christian. And although I'd been involved in the church, uh, I found playing Sunday uh, football on a Sunday morning uh, much more entertaining. Um, but she would keep inviting me to come to different things. And actually, one of the things, funnily enough, that she invited me to come to uh, was the Haywood celebration. And uh, I went along with Susan, and there was a guy there with his ponytail uh, preaching the gospel. And it had a, a real impact on me. And... Uh, but somebody uh, spoke to me, somebody spoke to me. And I wonder, uh, just out of interest, uh, if you're a Christian this morning and uh, somebody else was involved in bringing you to Christ, uh, just raise your hand, just put your hand up. And uh, just look around, just look around and see uh, how many people are here, how many people are Christians, because somebody else uh, took the time. Uh, to speak to them, to invite them, to encourage them, to tell them about Jesus. And in the, the, uh, the, the reading from the Gospel, um, we see this happening. Uh, we see it illustrated uh, several times over this morning. We see different people uh, who knew Jesus telling others about Jesus. And so, um, I'm calling this uh, little talk, Come and See. Come and See. And uh, what we see in this gospel is that lots of people found out and they invited others to come and see. So first of all, um, take a closer look. Come and see, take a closer look. Take a closer look. This is um, what John was really saying to his disciples. John the Baptist. Um, of course, um, he... Um, he was born to point people to Jesus. His whole life was given in pointing people to Jesus. Earlier on, uh, John talking says this, he replied, I am the voice of the one calling in the desert, make straight the way for the Lord. He came to prepare the way for Jesus, but also to prepare people to welcome Jesus into their lives. And later on he says, I baptise with water, but among you stands one who you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. And here in our reading, we see uh, John with his disciples and he sees Jesus and he says, look, the Lamb of God, look. And he was always pointing people to Jesus. What a great testimony. Here was a man uh, whose whole life was given to pointing, not to himself, 
but to pointing people to Jesus. And you see Jesus walking along, and he says to his own disciples, basically, you're following the wrong person. Look, there's the Lamb of God. And uh, two of his disciples uh, turn round, and they start following Jesus. And uh, Jesus notices this, and he turns to them, and he says, what do you want? What do you want? And uh, you might think their answer is not great, because they say, where are you staying? Uh, you know, uh, but actually, uh, in answering, saying where are you staying, what, they, what they're actually saying is, we'd like to hang out with you. We'd like to take a closer look. Uh, John, the guy that we're following, has pointed you out. And has kind of suggested, maybe we should be following you. So we want to hang out with you. We want to take a closer look. And, uh, and we read that they spent uh, the rest of the day with them. Uh, they went and saw where he was staying. And they spent the rest of the day with them. They were taking uh, a closer look at who Jesus was and what he was about. And uh, Jesus... Um, response to where you are staying. He says, come and you will see. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see what's going on. And basically that's the invitation that we are called to give to people. To come and see. To come and see what's going on. To take a closer look at this character Jesus who has transformed our lives. The disciples uh, were looking for something. They were looking for something. They were following teachers, hoping to find the Messiah, the Christ. That's what they were looking for. And uh, we live in a world where uh, maybe people aren't looking for Christ. Maybe people aren't looking for the Messiah. But everyone's looking for something. And they might not realise what it is they're looking for. And the invitation that we are to issue is come and see, come and see. So the disciples went looking uh, and they discover that Jesus is looking for them. And that's the, the miracle, isn't it? Uh, we're on this journey, we, we go on this spiritual journey, searching for meaning for life. And uh, we often think, you know, we are the people that are searching and seeking. And the fantastic thing is that we discover along that journey that actually God is looking for us. And in Jesus, he's reaching out for us. And Jesus gives that invitation, come and you will see. So, uh, Andrew, we're told, is one of the people uh, that came along. And uh, he responded to Jesus' words, come and you will see. And so he comes along, and he obviously likes what he sees. And, he's, and the second thing I want to say is, it's about coming and seeing. See what I've found. See what I've discovered. Because you see, if we haven't discovered something that's life-changing, something that's transformed our lives, something that has made such a remarkable difference in our lives we're not really going to be that excited about telling other people. And uh, do you notice about Andrew? What I like about what it says is, is the first thing Andrew did, he spent the day with Jesus, he spent some time with Jesus. And then it says, um, the first thing that Andrew did, the first thing that he did, having spent time with Jesus, the first thing he did was go and find his brother Simon and tell him. That was the first thing he did. The impact of spending time with Jesus was to think, 
I've got to tell somebody about this. I've got to go out and tell somebody uh, that we have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. So he goes and finds his brother Simon. And what does he do? He brings him to Jesus. Come and see what I have found. Come and see what I have found. And let's be honest, you know, what's the first thing you're going to do when you leave this place? You're probably going to go and get your dinner. What's the first thing you're going to do? You're probably going to go and have a cup of coffee. What's the first thing that you're going to do? You're probably perhaps going to go out and do... Uh, I'll go out for a walk this afternoon or go out on a bike ride or do a a little bit of maintenance or a bit of gardening. What's the first thing you're going to do? You know, um, do you ever think like we've we've lost something? That we've lost something? There's something about the excitement uh, about knowing Jesus. Maybe we've known Jesus for a long time and uh, yeah, a long time ago he made a huge difference in our lives. Uh, our lives were transformed, but that was, that was then and this is now. And maybe the reality is, is, is that Jesus isn't making that bigger difference in our lives. He's not making that bigger impact, so we've not got a lot of people to go and tell. But Andrew, he was obviously so taken by having spent this time with Jesus that he thought, the first thing I've got to do is tell my brother because I really care for my brother. And he says, we've found the Messiah. We've found what we were looking for. We've found what everyone in Israel had been looking for for years and years and years. They'd been hoping for the Messiah. And Andrew says, we've found him. And he's excited. We get a bit nervous when people get excited in church, don't we? We, we try and calm them down, don't we? We, we, we get a bit nervous. And, and part of that nervousness is embarrassment that here's somebody that's more excited about Jesus than I am. And, and, we, and we tend to squash it a little bit because, because we, it makes us feel awkward because we've lost some of that first love that we had, that first excitement when we first found out that Jesus was the answer, that we found what we were looking for. And here, Andrew... Uh, in the gospel. He goes and finds his brother and he says, we've found the Messiah and he brings him to Jesus. And this is what we're going to be looking at. We're going to be seeing that, there's, you notice there's a pattern here that first of all, John points out Jesus and Andrew goes to Jesus and discovers something and then Andrew goes and finds Simon and Simon is brought to Jesus and Jesus says to, to, to Simon, he looked at him and he said, you are Simon, son of John, you're going to be called Peter. Uh, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine if somebody came up to you and said, right, you know, your name's Steve, but now, from now on you're going to be called Fred. And you might think, well, what's going on here? Um, he's changing my name. But of course Jesus wasn't just changing the name. He was saying to Peter, because of course, Cephas, Peter, it means rock. And later on Jesus was going to say to him, you're the rock that I'm going to build this church on. But Jesus, he could see in Peter straight away the potential and that's the thing, when we bring people to Jesus, you know, one of the reasons why we're a little bit frightened about uh, evangelism and about telling people is because we think that we've got to do it all. Or maybe we think the minister's got to do it all, but we think it's something about us. And what I like about this, this, these encounters that people have with Jesus is all they've got to do is say, come and see. And then Jesus does the rest. Uh, John just points out to Andrew and the other disciple, look, the Lamb of God, they go and follow him, spend some time with him, and wow, lives are transformed. They go and tell Simon Peter. He comes along to see, and suddenly he's told that he's going to be the rock. And Jesus changes people. But it doesn't stop there. There's more. There's more. Come and see. 
Come and see for yourself is the next thing that we see. Come and see for yourself. Because the next day, this thing carries on. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he says, come and follow me. And, uh, and Philip follows. Like Andrew and Peter, they're from the town of Bethesda. What's the first thing that Philip does? First thing that Philip does is he goes and finds Nathaniel. Can you see this pattern that, that's going on? Can you see what happens is, is one person hears... And, uh, and they tell another person, and then that person tells another person. And you can see how this movement grew, can't you? Out of uh, absolutely nothing into something uh, world-changing. Philip, first thing he does is, is, is he finds Nathaniel. And, uh, <clears throat> and he tells him. He says, we've found the one Moses wrote about in the law, about whom the prophets also wrote about, Jesus of Nazareth. Now, Nathaniel is a bit of a sceptic. And sometimes you meet people like that who are a bit sceptical about things, aren't they? Some people in the church, no doubt, who are, who are sceptical about things. Some people are like that. And he says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He's a bit of a sceptic. What does, what does Philip do? Does he give up? And he says, oh, I tried, you know, I, I tried, but he wasn't interested. Does he say that? Does he think, well, you know, I, I, did, I did my little bits. I, 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 did, I did what, the, what I was asked to do. I went and I tried, and he was sceptical, so I gave up. No, does he heck? He just says, he just says, well, come and see. Come and see. Come and see for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Come and see. And lo and behold, uh, Nathaniel goes along and he sees. And again, Jesus, he puts his, his finger straight on, on Nathaniel and he says, he's a true Israelite in whom there's nothing false. And Nathaniel's a bit taken about, you know, how do you know me? Has somebody been talking about me? Somebody told you about me? And of course, that's the wonderful thing, you know, Jesus knows everything about us. Knows everything about us. We can hide things from other people. We can pretend we're something that we're not. But Jesus, when he looks at us, he sees us exactly as, as we are. He knows us. And the great thing is he loves us exactly as we are. He looks at Peter and he says, you're the rock. He looks at Nathaniel and he says, here's a true Israelite. And he knows people. He knows exactly what they are. But he also knows what they can be. He also knows about the change that can be made in their lives. And Nathaniel, again, he's taken. He says, I saw you while you were under the fig tree before Philip called you. And you think, well, that's not, that's not, that's not that amazing. But, but Nathaniel's impressed. And suddenly, he's, he's gone from being this sceptical person, can anything good come out of Nazareth, to this person that's saying, you know, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. And Jesus says, really, he says, you haven't seen anything yet. If you're impressed by that, come and see. Because there's a lot more. You're going to see uh, heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And of course here he's referring to that uh, passage about Jacob's ladder. Do you remember when Jacob uh, was on the run and he had that dream and he saw, uh, he had this dream about these angels going back and forward. And it was at a place called Bethel, uh, which became the house of God. And basically what Jesus is saying is, uh, you know, I am the house of God. Uh, stick around with me and you're going to see a lot more. Come and see. Come and see. And it's that simple invitation to come and to see what Jesus is about, what Jesus can do. And uh, it's what I'm calling come and see evangelism because I think this is something that you and I can do. 
I think this is something that you and I can do. Because, you see, for, for, and, for, for, for John the Baptist, uh, for Andrew and for Philip, all they do is they just say, come and see, come and take a look. Uh, they didn't have to learn loads of biblical texts. They didn't have to have the, have the answer to every single problem that's ever been thought about in the world. They just said, come and see what we've found. We've discovered this man, Jesus, and he's remarkable. Come and see. Uh, I don't know about you, but I can do that. Uh, I can just say to people, you know, come and see. Come and see what's going on. I've, I don't have all the answers. Uh, but come and meet the man that does. Come and see evangelism. You know, we, we try all different sorts of, uh, of ways of reaching people, don't we? And uh, sometimes we do think it's just up to the minister uh, or the deacons. Uh, you know, somebody once said to me, you know, it's your job to convert people. Uh, well, no, it's not, actually. Uh, I don't convert people. You don't convert people. Only God can convert people. Our job is to invite. And we've got a fantastic opportunity at the end of this month uh, with the big welcome. There'll be invitations for you to give out. And uh, this come and see evangelism, you know, it works. We see it here in the gospel. This is how it started. This is how it all started. This isn't something new. This isn't a newfangled idea. You know, we can, we can come up with all sorts of packages and programs. Um, but at the end of the day, this is something that works. It's tied and trusted, tested because people just invite other people to come and see. And uh, all we have to do is identify someone. And what I want you to do now is just to think of one person that you know. Just think of them in your mind, one person that you know. And uh, make up your mind now that you're going to have that conversation with that person. Sometime during the month of September, we've got, you know, another three weeks before the big welcome. And just think about that person. We've got some prayer cards and some invitations. And start praying for that person. And then invite them. And they might be like Nathaniel, they might be sceptical about it. It doesn't matter, just say, come and see. Come and see for yourself. I might be wrong, I might, I, might have, I might have given my life to something that's completely wrong, but just come and see for yourself. Give that invitation, because that's something that you and I can do. It's just this idea, you know, that each one can reach one. I like that, because it's kind of, a, it's snappy, it's not mine, I found it somewhere else, but it, it, it's something that we can remember, isn't it? Let's all say that. Each one can reach one. Each one can reach one. Because that's what we see, isn't it, in the Gospels, um, you know, that each person just reached one person. You know, we might think, wouldn't it be great um, if, if, if we could double the size of Lum Baptist Church? It would be great. Uh, but it's a bit of a kind of a big task, isn't it, to think that we've got to find a, a, another 60, 70 people. But if we, if we break that down to each person reaching one person, each one reach one, uh, that's a bit more manageable, isn't it? And we all know somebody, hopefully. <laughs> we all know somebody who doesn't know Jesus. And you don't need to tell them anything about Jesus. You just need to say, our church is doing this thing called a big welcome. Why don't you come and see? Take a look. Uh, we've got some nice coffee and donuts going on. It'll be, it'll be worth it. And uh, you will be surprised. Um, I keep getting things, uh, you know, things sent to me, uh, and the latest latest thing is that uh, I think it's it's um, Tear Fund that have done this survey, and they reckon um, that if they've surveyed and, and if you asked people that they would come, uh, but we've lost that confidence in asking people because we think already that they're not interested. But the simple invitation is to come and see. It worked for Jesus. John the Baptist did it, Andrew did it, 
Philip did it, and you and I can do it. So let's start thinking about who we can invite. And let's take that step. And let's just say, come and see. Because Jesus wants to change people's lives. Next week we're going to be looking at uh, some more people from the Gospels uh, that brought their friends along to Jesus and uh, amazing things happened.